Do you know the worst question you could ever ask on a trip? Are we there yet? That's outlawed with my kids if we're on a long drive, but you know how that goes. They still end up asking. It's usually after they've been in a tight space on a flight or the drive is too long or they just are so excited to get to that destination. And so they ask, they can't help it, whether they're crying or they're shouting or they're whispering because they don't want to get in trouble. Are we there yet? But kids are not the only ones who ask that question, are they? We might ask that question on a trip, but we certainly do ask that question when we're going through certain challenging phases in life, especially when it comes to grief. Countless conversations I've had with people and they all say the same thing. Am I ever going to get there? Am I, am I going to be there yet? Sometime soon, that proverbial destination where they won't feel this pain, this ache, and experience these symptoms of grief that they are going through in that moment. And as we've said, there's no schedule. There's no timetable. There's no blueprint for how each person goes through grief. And this is very complicated, too. There's a physical aspect to this. Am I always going to feel this ache in my gut, this lump in my throat, this pain in my chest when I think about my loved one who is now gone? There's an emotional aspect. We cry. We weep. That man that I told you about in a previous video who sat in the chair across from me, he said, I've never cried so much in my entire life, and I don't know why. What he meant was, this was good for him, and it is good for us to cry as we grieve. There's a relational piece to this too. Sometimes when a loved one goes, we lose some of the relationships we had on account of that loved one. So maybe you feel like the third wheel. So hanging out with couples, you just don't anymore, and those friendships seem to be drifting apart. It's almost like you're grieving the loss of your loved one and you're grieving the loss of friendships. It can be challenging talking with some of the parents that you talk to if you've lost a child. It can be hard to talk to some of the parents that you know, especially if you've lost a parent. All of this even gets further complicated when you think about the spiritual struggles, the questions that we ask of God, the prayers that we pray. But that's why we have to remember that no is not the only answer to the question, am I ever going to get there? The best answer is no, but yes. We're not ever going to get back to wherever we were and be free from all types of grief when we've lost someone who's close to us. But we will get better at going through these symptoms and these pains. Because the sun always shines behind the clouds, and sometimes God enables us to even see the rays of his love shine through in our lives physically as he frees us from some of this pain over time, only in his will and according to his ways. That was certainly the case. When you consider Jesus and the way that he started grieving for the loss of a friend of his, you see, before Jesus rose that Easter morning, and called Mary by name, he called someone else by name in a very profound way too. Jesus' good friend Lazarus had died, and Jesus was also friends with Lazarus's two sisters, Mary and Martha. They go out to meet him, and they even confess faith in this fact. Jesus, I know that you will raise him again on the last day. Do you know what Jesus says? He says, I am the resurrection and the life. Resurrection from the dead, 
Eternal life is found in him. And you know what he does? He goes up to the tomb and he tells them to roll the stone away. And it had been days and they're thinking, it smells, this is a bad idea. And he says, no, roll the stone away. And then do you know what he says? He says, Lazarus, come out. And the man walked out. Now, I never thought about this particular piece of the story until I was reading somebody several years ago from England who was writing a commentary on this. He said, it's a good thing that he called Lazarus by name. Otherwise, all of the dead within earshot would have listened to the voice of the resurrection and the life, and they would have walked out too. It's remarkable to think of the power that Jesus has as he calls Lazarus by name, and he knows you by name too. So as you think of your life and all of the pain that you feel, Jesus hates death. He wept over the grave of his friend Lazarus. He doesn't like it one bit. That's why he doesn't leave you. That's why he is here with you. Every time when you feel the waves crashing, the waves of pain and frustration, those weepy moments when you break down and cry, someone reminded you of something very meaningful with your spouse or your child, and you just have to quit. Whatever it is that you're doing and cry, Jesus is with you in that moment. He calls Lazarus by name. He called you by name too. When he brought you into his eternal family and prepared a place for you. And so what you have to know is that no matter where you are on the phases of grief, no matter how much you wish you could just be done with it all, Jesus is with you every step of the way. And one day he will say, not just to your loved one, but also to you. He will call you by name and he will bring you out of all of this pain so you will simply bask in the sunshine of our Savior forever.